0: Welcome to Let's Talk Social. My name is Rich Hake, and I'm going to be diving into all things social media marketing, from tips and tricks that you guys can try to trends that you can implement on your page. We're here to help you navigate the ever-changing world us marketers go through. Join me as I discuss some of the impact that social media has had on our businesses to build better brand strategies to improve sales. Let's hop in. Testing. Okay, sound sync. Okay, t- okay, fuck. <laughs> Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be going over everything that is important for your business and the internet, all the things that you should know as a business owner. When it comes to digital and your business. So uh, we're going to be going over things like your domain, website information, social media, and just very basic general things that you need to know about all of these things in relation to your business. So if you want to take notes on this episode, this would be a good one you also notice that we are finally in the studio if i don't mess up the video this time around we'll actually have some video for the youtube channel as well if you'd like to join us there let's go ahead and hop into it like i said if you want to take notes this would be a great episode to do that so the first thing we're going to be going over is your domain and website info so the first question we would want to answer is what is a domain so the domain is your .com, .org, .net, uh, .media. that's what my uh, business uses so it is the web URL that is tied to your business's website. And a big thing that a that I stumble upon a lot with business owners is that they don't know where their domain is hosted or who has access to that. So they may have hired someone like myself in the past as a web designer, and the web designer purchased the domain for them, maybe or maybe didn't pass off the password, and that's as much as the business owner knows and remembers. So... That is one thing that is a huge, huge asset to your business. Is the actual domain itself. As you could imagine, if you had uh, you know ten years of web traffic, and then someone just deletes your .com or takes access to it and ties it to maybe their competing website or something to that effect, it could be uh, you know somewhat detrimental to success of business. And it's also going to hurt all the hard work that you've built up on the internet, getting all the traffic to your old domain. Domains themselves are tied to the Google listing, so that's kind of another reason it has value there, is if you lose the domain, then you also lose the traction that you kind of created with Google and all of the traffic you were sending there to the site. So knowing where your domain is hosted is a pretty popular thing, so there's GoDaddy, Google Domains, Namecheap. Um, you know, the list goes on. There's literally hundreds, maybe thousands of resellers for domains, knowing where that is the password to it and who has access to it. Very important. If you haven't reset it in a while, I'd reset it. The password. Um, how does it connect to your website is another thing I really wanted to go over. So now that you know where your domain is and what the password is to it, where does it actually go? So And how does it connect to your site? So the web URL, if you want to think of it, is kind of like a name floating in space. And until you tie it to something, which is the website, people can't go anywhere. They can type in the name all day long to that.com, but they, and the domain could be hosted somewhere, right? Like GoDaddy, for instance, you could buy a domain there, but until you actually tie it to a website, then the domain itself is useless. So typically you'll find yourself paying for a website host and a domain host. Sometimes that's the same person. And just like the domain, you want to know where your website's being hosted, the password to it, who all has access to that. And if you can't already kind of discern why it matters, if it's gone, it's gone. And your website, your social media, they are extremely crucial assets to your business. They're some of the most valuable things in your asset category uh, that your business will end up owning after you're using a business. A lot of people's websites generate the majority of their leads or their sales. Same with social media. So we want to keep track of these things and make sure that they are actually ours and going to stay ours. The next thing I want to go over is your website and social media acting as the front door to your business. This is a train of thought I've been trying to train clients on for a while here, but First impressions matter to you as a business owner, and I'll, the reason I'll tell you I know why is because if you've decorated your website or your storefront, or maybe you do uh, eBay selling, if you've edited you know the description of your store on eBay, wherever it is you've wherever it is you sell, you typically have manicured what that looks like so that when the customer comes to buy, they're actually enticed to do something and to buy, right? So. What I've been trying to train people to do is that is to start thinking of their social media and their website, the presence and look of those to be just as important as the front door of their business, because it's the same concept, right? Like someone's coming up and they can interact with it. They can see it. And so it could even be the first impression that the person has in your business. So that is something that I've been uh, really trying to hammer down to people is like, I literally had someone ask me, you know, like, well, I do power washing. Why would I need a website? And it's like, well, all your leads can come through your site. So, you know, apart from just (laughs) apart from not only why would I have a website, but why does it need to look good? Why should I pay a team like yours to come and develop something that actually is functional and pretty is because just like I said, the first impression has a huge impact on the actual sale itself. So the bigger impression and the bigger, uh, yeah, the, the better of an impression that we can leave the higher that you'll be able to charge over the lifetime of your business's existence. Uh, for your products and services and The next thing I want to go over which kind of segued from that with social media and everything is that a lot of people Don't know that social media actually has two halves to it. So there's the first half, which is the organic half That's what most business owners or managers have dealt with and still do deal with on their own And then there's the half that never gets really the, the light of day for most people, which is the organic or the paid half Um, which is where we actually run the ad campaigns and everything in the back end. So this is not boosting a post. This is actually a whole separate platform on the back end of Facebook where you can actually go in and create whole campaigns. This is what we're paid to professionally do. Uh, We're trained to do this. And so that is the other half. So there's the paid half and the organic half. And the reason I say that it's half, not 70-30 or the other way around is because they really are almost equally important. You kind of have to attack your the desire for success on social media on two different fronts. And one of them is the organic one. So it's like how well are we doing on posting, getting engagement, and all the things that are free to us. And I use air quotes because they're not free. So you have to pay someone to do that and spend time to make photos and do that where you're spending your own time. Your own time costs money. Uh, and then there's the paid half, which is kind of like I said, running the ads and everything. And um, truthfully, I think both are crucial to getting the page to actually do what most people want it to do, which is generate more revenue for the business. So not only just knowing that there's two halves, but understanding that both are equally weighted and important. The next thing I wanted to go over is, you know, the doubts behind some people, which if you're listening to this podcast, I highly doubt you have these doubts, but you know, social media actually can make your business money. It actually can be a positive in the asset category for everything. So, um, social media works really, really well for sales, promotions, events. And one of them, almost one of the the biggest things it does a good job at is brand awareness. I gave a presentation a few weeks back. Uh, I forget the stat, but I think it was like 67% of people said that they can see a brand on Instagram and be impacted in the actual, when it comes to making a purchase decision. So that's roughly three quarters of the people on Instagram, 150 million active daily users. Uh, Three quarters of them are basically saying that they are impacted indeed by the actual brand presence that a brand will give off on social media. Something else that I wanted to address, which is again, right right behind what I'm talking about with the social media stuff is managing your expectations as a manager or an owner when it comes to social media. Uh, It really does take not only a team and not only a plan, but it takes time to actually implement these things. We have some clients, you know, like three days out of the gate, they'll be trying to kind of change what we're doing. And what I normally will come back to them and say is like, let me fail before you try to correct me. Um, and then, you know, we never have to have that conversation again because things actually end up do turning um, the way that we wanted them to. But what I mean to say is um, when you have an actual plan together with a team to implement the plan and you're willing to wait enough time. For this plan to have success it's going to work so at that point it's just like who's the team and what is the plan right time is uh, always going to be doing its thing but the expectations we set with ourselves through paid and through organic need to be realistic and when we start to do all the stuff if you say you know today hey i'm going to start facebook marketing you need to put your best foot forward first the first time and have an actual good plan set up and ready to go I have some clients that are very, very smart before they even start their social media and their online branding. They'll come to us and already have us like right there from the beginning. And that's the best way that you can possibly do it. Um, Something else I wanted to go over. Platforms are different. So not all platforms are born equally. A lot of people know this, but I need to just address it quickly. Facebook is typically, and I'll just say some examples as to why. I'm not going to say every difference between them or we'd be here all day. Facebook is typically an older demographic, whereas Instagram and TikTok are younger and older. Twitter and LinkedIn is where you are more likely to find professionals lingering around on the internet, the professionals of the world. Snapchat's better for low-cost items to be sold on ads and sponsored ads and uh, affiliate marketing. And Yelp, as you could imagine, doesn't need to be done by a small mom-and-pop shop owner, but it would need to be something that's managed by a restaurant owner. So understanding that just because you have a business, that doesn't mean that you need to be on every single social media platform. Again, having the time and intention and a plan behind what you're doing um, is going to actually benefit you better in the long run. I say this all the time to my team, but slow is fast, meaning if we have a plan out of the gate the first time and we're working slow through that and we just continue to implement and do that. Typically, that's going to give us more uh, success down the road than just gung hoing it and then trying to figure out what happened after the fact. It's Wasting all of our time on multiple platforms, whereas we could have spent double on you know selected ones. Um, something else is the outbound marketing and old methods with radio, TV, uh, magazines, all these things. You know, I have friends and family in these uh, exact categories, so I'm definitely not knocking them by any means. They're still there. They're still you know a real thing radio ads and tv ads you'll see them all day long if you go and listen to the radio or watch tv uh, but i would say they are in hard and trying times everyone knows that it's the age of the internet right now COVID didn't help out, out with all at all with that um but i would advocate if you are someone who's been spending tens of thousands of dollars a year on radio and tv and all that stuff to just give it a try um through facebook and instagram marketing even if the money spent is with your own internal team Uh, Maybe you have an employee who displays some sort of desire to be in charge of the social media and all those things, this would be an awesome time to offer them extra hours or overtime just to see if you can get some traction um, running here. So give it a shot. Get out of the old outbound marketing methods. A yearly cost for the setup for all this stuff, like I kind of said, tens of thousands on radio. Um, doesn't have to be crazy expensive and a better question I would just ask is, do you actually have a plan set up for your spending on marketing for this year or for next year for each quarter? Do you have a budget that's allowed for this kind of stuff? And if not, why? Right. I was trying to even, you know, ask myself that why don't we have a marketing plan or a budget better yet? Why don't we have that set up together? Uh, We have some clients that get away with less than 3% of their sales goes into all marketing efforts. And it's still effective. So you do, let's say a million dollars in sales, 30,000 for the year. in ad spend, um, just in this hypothetical to pull in a million in sales really doesn't seem that bad. So you kind of have to frame it that way. If you're a manager or someone going to like your boss and you're really trying to talk about Facebook ads, social media ads, or maybe you're just an owner trying to convince yourself, another easy way to do it is to break it down by each day. So it's like, hey, this is going to be $30,000 for the year, or you could say, hey, it's going to be $100 a day, right? So kind of think about it that way, and then, you know, think about, you know, how many people this might pull into our storefront, or how many uh, sales this could generate on our website. You got to really, like, break it down and try to hash it out um, on a day-by-day basis sometimes to really make sense of what you're looking at, and to make it seem a little bit more feasible when you're trying to move forward with all this stuff. And... Here's another question I would ask for you guys, which is for like planning and organizing. Have you actually ever developed a plan for your promotions throughout the year, for your posting on social media throughout the year? This is something we do for our clients. We need to make sure that we actually have a method to the madness for the posting times. So we're not only choosing the days that we're going to be posting promotions, when they end and how long they last, the stipulations behind them. Have you done that for your business? I I would want to ask again, if you have not, why not? Uh, having a plan or even better, like a checklist is something that's super useful, particularly for people implementing new things like this, uh, social media, trying to keep track of all this stuff. I know it can be extremely overwhelming, um, especially if you didn't grow up in the internet age. I have tons of clients that are, uh, you know, let's be uh, gentle here, if you will, like over the age of 35 even. And they still don't really know um, a lot of the things that I'm enlisting today. You know, they, don't, they just signed up for it a few years ago. I have no idea well it's actually really really important especially if you're going to start working with any sort of ad agency and that's kind of where this whole thing was inspired from is me constantly seeing people under equipped and under educated about their own digital assets for their own business so getting a checklist put in play super useful and it's going to help you follow through with higher intention and i think that's something huge that any business could use from its owner management staff any of that kind of stuff and then lastly very last thing is going to be your actual measurement. So how are you going to be able to measure the data that you're going to be pushing toward, right? If you're going to be spending money on this stuff, you're going to want to know where the money's going, if it's working or not, how to measure if it is working or if it's not and to be able to identify what success looks like to your team and or maybe it's your ad team, right? So let's say you hired us to come do stuff. Well, I want to know what feels like success to you. So if it's more sales, then that's it. If it's more people coming into the door every day, then that's it. So trying to work toward that using analytical data is really cool. We have a dashboard that we've built for our clients, um, which is not something that you can just get anywhere, but there's also built-in analytical tools to most of these, probably all of them now, I would have to say, um, platform-wise. So if you did make a post, you can see how many people it reached, how many people it impressed on, how many people clicked on the links on it, and then you can try to do the things that work a little bit better and more often, and then continue to refine that process. And so the reason that that is important is because there's no point in doing any of this if you're not going to be making uh, progressive uh, progress on it. Progress, right? Um, progressive end-over-end goal meeting is really what I think would be a better thing. Is not just making general progress, but achieving goals, resetting, and continuing that process. Um, another thing it has to do with this. And this will be the last kind of thing I want to go over is what ROAS is and what success with ROAS is and how that you, how you're going to be able to measure this. So ROAS is a acronym ROAS that stands for return on ad spend. This is going to mean for every dollar that is spent, how many are, how many are being returned to your business? So that is the return on the ad spend itself. Now, obviously that's what it is. Why does that matter? Well, your goal one of the goals apart from just you know elevating the organic side of things half of social media is if you do get into the paid being able to increase your ROAS, and that's all it's always normally listed as a um uh, a exponential like rate or a multiple multiplication rate so 4x 10x 20x whatever it is that's typically how we will denote what the ROAS is so You'd be looking at, say, a three ROAS is kind of like average, three to five ROAS um, would be average for just like a decent success on a campaign. You know, the goal would obviously be to get that very high. We have some clients that will get up to 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 on certain campaigns and certain things that they're doing. It's going to be different based on. The thing you're pushing, the price of the product, the brand, the market and industry that you're in, the location that you're physically in. Tons of variables go into this. But ultimately, like I said, comparing yourself to either a very similar business or to your past self and then trying to track what progress is and what it looks like is going to be very helpful for you. So to recap on everything, we went over what a domain is, how to figure out where it's hosted, how it links to your website, how websites are hosted, and what you need to do in order to figure out um, how to take control of both of those assets. We talked about training yourself on thinking about the importance of the website and social media being another front door to your business, another place where people are impressed on. We talked about the two halves of social media, the paid side and the organic side. They're both equally weighted and important. If you're attacking one front, then you need to start attacking the other and vice versa. We also talked about how it takes a plan, team and time, big things there. So managing your expectations for growth. And hopefully you won't get burnt out too quickly because this should give you that dexterity that you'll need to make it through the first three to six months while starting. Uh, We talked about how platforms are different. So that doesn't mean you need to be on all 26 social media platforms or maybe choosing the top three to five for your business, whatever's Um, swallowable in terms of the amount of stuff that you'll need to do for it. We talked about outbound and uh, old outbound marketing methods and why trying something new could be something cool for your business. And then we talked about kind of having a plan for the actual setup cost and how to measure everything after it's all implemented. So This was a very just quick gung-ho episode. I say quick, it's actually the longest one of the season so far, but I wanted to address this no matter how long it took, because this is a very important thing. And like I said, it was inspired because I've noticed a lot of our clients are not doing very well on this front. They're not super tied into the information that I believe that they should be tied into, which again is your website domain. The importance of social media, having a plan behind it all, and then being able to measure and then change and adapt and you know react to what's going on with the market and everything. Um, even in times right now when the market's kind of like crashing in a sense, you want to be able to optimize and move forward during these times. So I hope this helped everyone out. If it did, leave me comments down in the uh, comment section below, wherever you're watching or listening to this. I'd love to hear uh, questions, comments, and Um, maybe just any takeaways that you had from this episode of things that you didn't know or things you're going to be implementing into your business. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. We'll see you in the next one. Roll the outro. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Rich Hake with Alpha. If you have any questions about today's topic, or if you want me to talk more in depth about a different topic, let me know in the comments down here below or wherever you're watching this. You can DM us on Instagram at Let's Talk Social Pod or you can send me an email directly at Let's Talk Social Podcast at gmail.com. We'll have another episode coming soon for you guys. Have a social day.